Hey, this is Althea with Wove Inspirations here in Houston, Texas. Wanted to give a shout out to my good friend Kyle of Tokyo Munchies. I, first of all, enjoy his shows and all of the information about Japan. Yeah, one day I'll make it there. We'll see. But I also wanted to let you guys know that you need to purchase the snacks, Tokyo Munchies snacks. It is phenomenal. It is awesome. Go get it right now. Like right now. Order it today. Right now. Good Christmas gift. Check it out. Tokyo Munchies. This is Althea with Wove Inspirations. Hey guys, hi ya! Welcome back to the Tokyo Munchies podcast and yeah, Anyway, so I missed it again, I know, I know. So it's meant to be a Wednesday podcast, but we missed it by Thursday. I was really trying to pick it up Thursday, but missed it again. And it's Friday, so it's not too bad. Only two days late, two days late, and we're into the podcast. Tokyo Munchies, welcome back. And the most important question of the day is. How are you? So, to kick it off, we're going to go right into the normal stuff of the podcast. And you know what we always do every week on this podcast. The first thing we do is we turn off the Dyson fan for background noise. Turn off you. There we go. Right. So, straight into the Tokyo weather. So, we're in Tokyo, Japan. It is 3.57 p.m., so almost 4 o'clock. Um, temperature is 20 degrees Celsius. It's nice. It's a nice temperature. I like 20. 20 is pretty good because it's 2020 and it's 20. The only reason, only way you can make that better is if you wound it back to 420. So January, February, March, April. So it was April 20, 20, 20 at 20. That would have been great. So yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm a little bit excited to have a lot of new jobs on and a lot of work on. So try to focus on the important stuff, the weather. Right. So we're in Tokyo. It's Friday. It's 4 o'clock. It's 20 degrees Celsius. It's cloudy. And it's very cloudy. It is so cloudy. I have not seen the sun for at least 3 to 4 weeks. I did see it briefly the other day. And then I was confused with a street lamp. But it was the sun. It was definitely the sun. So... It's 20 degrees Celsius. Um, for you American friends over there, it is 68 degrees Celsius. Oh, we're getting close to the same numbers now. 20, 68, 20, 68. We're only 40 off. We're getting there. So it is still rainy because, as I mentioned in the last podcast, it's rainy season, so it's too expected. Today's precipitation is at 40%. Um, precipitation, I always mention this, um, it is a fancy word for rain. I'm going to Google this really quickly. Rain versus per, hang on, that's a precipitation, precipitation. Here we go. Ooh, we've got a little bit of, um, a Google, a Google scientific explanation on this. All right, here we go. The main difference between rainfall and precipitation is that the rainfall is a liquid water in the form of droplets that have condensed from atmospheric water vapor and then precipitated. And precipitation is a product of the condensation of atmospheric water vapor that falls under gravity. 
Okay, so, layman's terms, guys. It's raining. It's just rain. It's rain. It's simply as rain. That's it. <laughs> that is it. Right, keep going on with this podcast. Because you're not here for the weather. You're here for the Japanese candy. And, right, humidity is at 79%. Wind is at 1 meter per second. This was really, really cool. Really, really funny. I've been rambling on about the wind speed. Uh, the wind MS. I have no idea what the MS is. I just couldn't be bothered Googling it. I don't really care. There's other things to concentrate on. But my dad, he's listened to the podcast and he's like, Son, do you realize that MS is meters per second? I'm like, maybe. He's like, yeah, it's meters per second, man. Because I was under the impression it was miles per second or something like that. But he's like, no, 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 no. I'm pretty sure it's meters per second. I'm like, okay. So Tokyo weather is meters per second. <laughs> anyway... I'm really sorry, guys, if this podcast got off a little bit on the crazy foot. I have a very rare day off where I can just chill and be a little bit crazy with everything going on here. But that's the Tokyo weather. Let's go into the serious stuff. Let's get right back down to the brass tacks. And I'm hoping that knocking on my desk is clearly audible for you. Japan news. Here we go. The one, the two, and the three. As you long-time listeners know from my podcast, I always go from the Japanese.com for their stunning news coverage. Oh, Gerard and oh, Takayo. Oh, thank you for that. Thank you. That was just a random message pop up. Sorry, guys. So back in the Japan news. Let's go a little bit random. Let's just go off a Google search. So Japan news number one. 31% of nightlife restaurant workers in Shinjuku were tested positive to the in, to the elephant in the room. Right? This is just Google Japan News search, so this is going to be very short. Japan News number two. Brazil tops 2 million elephant in the room cases with 76,000 people going to the other side. Interesting pictures. Japan news number three from NHK. We're going to talk about them in a different podcast. Koke, the Tokyo Japanese mayor. Tokyo to confirm over 280 cases of elephants in the room. That's interesting. There's 280 elephants in people's rooms in Japan right now. In Tokyo, that's it. Just in Tokyo, there's 280 elephants in their rooms. That's not too much. That's not too bad. Let's get into the serious part of the Japan news. Hi, I'm Ron Burgundy. (laughs) Anyway, we'll get into the serious part. Japan news from japanews.com. I trust these guys a lot more than Google search. But here we go. Japan news number one. Online ticket reservation spreads amid Peters and Mike in Japan. Right, we've got a new one. So we got Elephant in the Room, but we've got a new one. We've got Peters and Mike for um, Pandemic. I'm not going to say Pandemic ever again in this podcast. It's going to be Peters and Mike. So, right. Online ticket reservations spread amid Peters and Mike in Japan. Most museums and art galleries have reported, have reopened after they have temporarily closed due to the Elephant in the Room. Many of them have also introduced an online ticket reservation system to avoid overcrowding while trying to hard to prevent 
by enforcing such measures as checking visitors' temperatures. Right, I've got three now to work with. We've got the um, Peter and Mike, which is the new one I just introduced. We have the Elephant in the Room, which is the one I've been using for a while now. And we have Infrastructures, which is going to be the new one for infections. So if you hear me say, Online reservation spreads amid Peter and the Mikes in Japan due to the elephant in the rooms and Shefresha, you know what I'm talking about. So that's Japan news number one. So online reservations have spread amid the Peter and the Mikes. So this is really weird, man. It's really weird for a number one news story. The museum's online reservations have grown proportionately due to the fact that people can't go, don't want to go to the museums because they've been closed or can't go and don't want to go. And um, online reservations have peaked. Like, seriously, oh my god, my, my, I'm getting an ice cream headache now. Wow, I'll just take a second here. So, come on. Come on, seriously, who's writing this? Let's break this down slowly. Museums. In normal, everyday life, museum. You would not have to make a reservation to buy a ticket to go to a museum unless it was an exceptionally incredible exhibition, such as Tutankhamun's Mask or um, Michelangelo's Da Vinci. You would not need to make a reservation to visit the museum. You just go to the museum, buy a ticket. That's it. So this number one news story is like the online ticket reservation has spreaded, which is a terrible word to use in your heading, due to the Peter and Mike in Japan. So come on, seriously. Seriously. People are like, oh, I'm too scared to go outside to go to the museum because of the elephant in the room, because of the infrastructure. And um, there's been a Peter and Mike going on. Oh, yeah, I'm, just gonna, I'm gonna shut up. I'm gonna shut up and just leave this alone because I want to talk about Japanese candy and fun stuff for you good people. All right, let's just move on to number two. Japan news number two. Increased freelancer protections are edging closer in Japan. This is premium news from japannews.com. Let's go into the blurb. The freelance workers that make up a growing chunk of Japan's workforce have been afforded few of the protections regular workers receive, but changes could be on the horizon. The Japan government has started rolling up its sleeves as it considers ways to provide greater stability for freelance workers. About freaking time. Like, man, I've been a freelance worker for my whole 10 years living here in Japan. My wife is a freelance worker as well. They should be looking after freelancers. Anyway, moving on, because I don't want to get into negative political crap here. I want to talk about Japanese candy. We'll get past the Japanese news really quickly, because the weather's bad. So I don't want the news to be bad too. So Japan news number three, Osaka. Curious fro... Wow. Ah, here we go. Sorry. That tested my English ability and my Latin ability right there. Osaka. Curiously, curious. Prophecies. Prophecies await seekers of romance. 
Oh, Matsubara, Osaka. Many people from across the country visit Nu no Se Shrine with the aim of obtaining fortune slips. Omikuji, unique phrases. Koimikuji. Chili Stewart mentioned you in a comment. Thank you, Chili Stewart. I'm in the middle of a podcast, dude. I should turn those notifications off, but here we go. Keep going. Um, Komikuji, or oh, love fortune slips sold at the shrine at in Matsubara, Osaka Prefecture, are especially popular among visitors who believe they contain special messages. Cool. Finally, a fun Japanese news post. And always from Osaka. Osaka is the best part, best place to live in Japan, I think. <clears throat> My point being, um, people from Osaka are really, really chillax. They're like, Yo, man, what are you doing today? Netflix and chill, bro. And they're like, yeah, man, Netflix and chill. So Osaka is like the chill part of Japan. All the cool cats are there. If you watch Japanese news or TV or if you follow any of that stuff on in- online, most Japanese comedians are from Osaka because they're friendly, they're smiley, they're happy, and they're funny. So Osaka, this is Japan news number three. I'm going to read it one more time. Osaka, curious prophecies await seekers of romance. In Matsubara, Osaka, many people from across the country visit Nu no Se Shrine with the aim of obtaining fortune slips on Mikuji with unique phrases, Ko Imikuji, or love fortune slips, sold at the shrine at Matsubara, Osaka, Prefecture. Especially popular among visitors who believe they can take. Well, I'm sorry about that. <coughs> I had a um, tickle in my throat. But anyway, fun one for Japan news number three. Osaka, <laughs> the prophecies of romance at Matsubara Shrine. It's really cool. Um, I worked a long, long time ago at this place called Matsubara Danaichi. It's just south of Tokyo in Saitama. So it's really cool to see there's no Matsubara in Osaka. And I know this podcast got off to a really bit of a random start. There's a lot of really crazy things have been going on. And wow, what is that? Hang on, let's have a quick look at this one. In japannews.com, I have to have a look at this. This one's cool. I love architecture. And I love archaeology. But this one just popped out of nowhere. Wow, dude. I've got a screenshot that for you cats on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Architect Kenjo Kuma's rock-like museum unveiled near Tokyo. Holy snapping cats, man. That is some random building. Yeah, I'm definitely screenshotting that. I'm going to end the Japan news right now. We're going to go to a commercial break and come back to talk about Japanese candy. But, dude, that is definitely worth following up because that is so cool. So... I'm going to cut to a break and we'll be back shortly. See you soon. That was not our usual advertising, but that's okay, because we're moving on to try to do, like, refresh a little bit and get some new ads out of here. But time for something you haven't done for a while. Walking in my garden with Kyle while sitting in my pool. So, 
walking in my garden with Carl while sitting in my pool. There'll be no singing in the pool in today's episode because it's been raining for God knows how long and I don't have the pool right now. It's not set up because it's just too wet out here. So walking in my garden, here we go. Near the gate. Actually near the door, we walked outside. Right here we have this beautiful little blueberry bush. I've never grown a blueberry before and this is the first one I've ever grown and it has a little small blueberry, just one. And it's thrown out a lot of new flush and it's looking very nice. I've cut it back a little bit to help it grow and hopefully get some more blueberries. Apparently it takes about two years for a blueberry bush to blow, to grow, to blow, that's a fumble there, to grow a blueberry. An interesting thing though, when I was cutting off the, um, the branches before and just throwing them in my garden for compost, um, I cut one off, one fresh one, and just stuck in the ground and it's shooting, so you can grow a blueberry from a cut off, from a shoot, so remember that. Um, into this part of the garden. This is looking really good. This is um, just to uh, get you guys circumvented. I'm um, aware of the size of my garden. It is about probably four to five meters by about three meters squared in the heart of Tokyo. So it's not huge by any standards, but it's better than nothing. Most people live in a tiny one room apartment, which is the same size as my garden with no garden. So I'm really happy to have a garden. I live on the ground floor, so I'm stoked to have a garden. So, on to the next part of the garden, we have the potato patch. The potato patch was going bonzers this month. It was fantastic, this growth. Got 33 nice little potatoes. I, um, my son and I, we harvest them, wash them all. Then I roast them in the oven with garlic and salt and pepper and olive oil. And man, they were tasty. There's nothing beats fresh potatoes. So, we're in the, um, thank you, please, or whoever that is. So we're in the uh, potato patch, which has now been transformed into another veggie patch. So we have a row of lettuce, a row of mixed lettuce, a row of bok choy, and a row of radish. And they're all sprouting and they're looking fantastic. So another full organic fresh veggie harvest here. Um, next to that is the, uh, the tomato and the capsicum or green peppers plants. Both looking a little bit sad. I think they're over all the wet weather. I could probably repot them. Tomato plant has been going gangbusters, giving us heaps of fresh, juicy little cherry tomatoes. And also the capsicum plant, the green pepper plant, giving us a lot as well. And right behind them is the monster, the behemoth, the watermelon vine. Now, I've never grown a watermelon before in my life. And this is the first time I've ever grown one, and I'm doing it here in the middle of Tokyo. And I just put this little plant in the pot behind the tomato and the capsicum trees and I put a mesh net behind it for it to run up it and it's just gone crazy up this freaking mesh net. Watermelons are really interesting. They pump out all these little flowers and they have male and female flowers. The female flowers actually have like a mini watermelon right below the flower tip. Male flowers are just like a little yellow flower. And I've been watching these guys and and the little the little female flowers, they get this like little watermelon going and then it just fizzles out and dies. And it's like, oh, come on. And so I was a little bit disappointed because this just kept happening for the whole two, last two or three months. And the watermelon vines just gone crazy right up my wall. And at the very top of it, they did the same thing. Popped out this little watermelon. And I thought, yeah, it's not gonna do nothing. But then it got bigger like an inch and a half longer and rounder. And I thought, yeah, that's, that's, that's encouraging. And then it got bigger 
like the size of a golf ball. And they got bigger, like the size of a tennis ball. And it's, it's gotten bigger and bigger every day. It's about the size, it's almost about the size of a bowls ball. It's, it's, it's getting big now. We actually have a real watermelon growing on the watermelon vine, which is fantastic. I've never grown one in Tokyo before. Um, this is my son's watermelon. So, hope it gets a bit bigger. But yeah, he's going to eat it this summer and share it with his sister. So it's nice. And next to that, we have the Shinzo, the Japanese traditional herb plant, which is fantastic on tofu with a little bit of soy sauce. And next to that, we have the rosemary. The rosemary just doesn't die. The rosemary is a machine. I cut the hell out of you. I eat you every week and you just keep going. Go, my man. And next to that, we have another tray, which is growing lettuce, which is nice. And then proceeding through the garden near the gate, um, there's a chair, which is very wet. There's a wet umbrella. There was a man having a... Um, relieving himself on my gate earlier today while I was having coffee and I politely said hey I can see you and he quickly put away his gear and ran away which I appreciate thank you I don't want to have someone taking a piss right next to me when I'm having a coffee in my garden I don't care there's a convenience store right there near my house he can use that toilet and not piss on my gate I don't appreciate it moving past the garden okay there's a camellia tree Looking fantastic as always. This guy is a beast. I can't wait to see your new flowers. I love it. And proceeding on, the pool hanging over the rope there. We'll put you up in the next couple of days. Wait till it stops raining, it's hot. And into the corner here with my friends, the ferns. Oh man, my fern garden is going off chops. Yeah, girls, go for it. Go get some. Looking very nice. Um, past here, this is um, some crazy triad metallic clothes hangout thing we have in the garden. Got shirts hanging on there. This, car, this corner of the garden has nothing. Um, there's some more ferns there. There's the hammock. The hammock is wet, hanging there in a confused state. Hang on, I'll just deal with you. So, hang on, get up there, mate. Get up there so you can dry. And there's the hose the air conditioner units and we're back to the door so that is walking in my garden with, with Kyle while sitting in the pool but not sitting in the pool just walking in my garden with Kyle um, we're gonna cut that we'll go to a break I'm not gonna cut it we just gonna go to a break and then we'll talk about the important stuff the Japanese candy what we're here for we'll see you shortly after this They mostly come at night. Mostly, 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 mostly. Alrighty then, and we've gotten totally off track with all our commercial breaks here, but as I said earlier, I don't really care. We're gonna refresh this podcast, get some new stuff going. So I'm just giving you a little bit of taste of some of the old stuff we used to do and moving on to the most important part of the podcast, what you're here for, what I'm here for, what John, Tim, Jane and Philip are all here for. We're all here for the Tokyo Munchies. So we're going to talk about some goddamn Japanese candy. Pardon me. We're going to talk about some Japanese candy. Get this nice and plate. So we're going to talk about a different one today and this is the Van Hutan Cocoa. Cocoa. Van Hutan. Van Houten. Van Houten. Um, 
not really sure what Glico is aiming at to go with with this product because um Van Houten like it sounds it sounds German it sounds very European and on their website they have like a special page dedicated to this roasted product and it's under the oh here we go Kobe roasted chocolate ah so it's a little bit different it's from Glico the same fantastic company that brings you Pocky and it also brings you the Gabba Gabba the sleeping chocolate but they have this um, brand uh, Van Hoot Van Houten Cocoa, which is underneath another logo, another brand called Roasted, and it's from Kobe. So Kobe, you'd all know about Kobe. Kobe is famous for the Kobe beef. Everybody loves Kobe beef. This Kobe steak is like it's spoken about in hushed terms in the in the world of the culinary geniuses. It's, it's, it's a special thing, Kobe. So. We're on to this today, and I'm talking about the Kobe because we uh, I'm, I bought a couple of boxes of these guys over the last few days, and got them really cheap because they're um yeah, because you know I do this I do the Tokyo Munchies I got I got connections I get cheap I get cheap chocolate I can hook you guys up hit me up if you want some cheap Japanese chocolate so we're gonna look at the product lineup I'm gonna talk about what I actually got here and I got it right here in front of me we've got the roasted Vanna. Hutan from Gilliko. Let's see how good this translation goes. This is translating direct from Japanese, so pardon me. <clears throat> so this is a Kobe Rose Chocolate Van Hutan blend. It's a creamy milk. They got two different flavors. They got the creamy milk one to start with. And this is a melted kakako roasted by our original method at a chocolate factory in Kobe with rich, deep milk added and finished with Van Hutan cocoa. It is a bite-sized chocolate that takes a while to enjoy the rich flavor of chocolate and the lingering scent of cocoa. Okay then. <laughs> this is what I love about Japan. This is what I love about Tokyo Munchies. And this is what I love about talking to you guys and sharing all this fun stuff with all you guys. This is good fun. <clears throat> I'm not blaming the uh, the website. I'm not blaming Glico for this. Um, I probably should blame the Japanese the Google Translate service for this. But um, really, seriously. Let's start it off. On the box it says Cocoa. C-O-C-O-A. On the website it says Kaka. Oh. Kaka. It's like something to do with Italian for doing a, the number two. But anyway, that's the first one. So there, the melted Kaka. Oh. In the original method from the chocolate factory in Kobe. It's a rich, deep milk added and finished with Van Horten. Cocoa. Now we've now we've had a total flip here. On the packaging, on the website, in the images, it's Van Houten. It's a H O U T N. On the website, it's Van Horten, H O R T N, and then suddenly flip back to Cocoa. Alrighty, that's cool. It's not a problem. I'm not complaining about that. And at the end of their little blurb, there it goes back to Cocoa again. Anyway, so yeah touch base on this one I found this one and I got it for really cheap and it's really nice and they're little bite-sized chocolates it's in a similar packaging to the Gabba Gabba sleeping one there's like uh, you know, yeah, there we are. Ooh. so it comes in like I think a tw uh, 12 piece pack so you have one two three one two three one two three I think up to 12 little bite-sized pieces of chocolate and they're really yummy they're nice as the translation goes it does take a while to enjoy that rich flavor of the chocolate 
because I'm a big fan of Cadbury's because I'm Australian. I eat Cadbury's chocolate. I love it. I love it. And if you're Australian or if you've eaten Cadbury's chocolate, you know when you eat it, you get that instant, oh, snap. Who's your daddy chocolate taste? Um, Meiji in Japan, the Japanese chocolate and milk and uh, consumable provider, they have a similar taste and similar hit with their chocolate. Like Glico with this Van Houten line of chocolate, it does take a while to get that chocolate hit. Like you eat it and there's nothing there. It's just like, okay, I'm just eating a piece of hardened milk. But then it comes on and it's just this nice lingering chocolate taste and smell too. It's it's nice. It's actually a really nice chocolate. I'll be adding these to the Tokyo Munchies lineup uh, as soon as we get back into the normal shipping and all business side of things. One thing I really did like about this this um, packaging, this box, I don't know what it is. I've asked my wife about it and she can't explain it. But I'll try to read it. What does it say? Koyanbin. Koyanbin. Okoka. Okay, um, I got the gist of that and I'm cheating because I can see the picture and I've actually seen it inside the box. So it's Okakado, so it's a card, and um, you can fold it up and to make it into like a little mini plate, like a little mini tray. You can put your individual little pieces of chocolate in there and eat them, and then take one out of the box and put it in the little tray and then eat it. And the picture's really cute. So I have the picture of the little tray folded up, and it's a nice design. And we got a picture of a diamond ring sitting in there. So I'm assuming, I'm under the assumption, trust me, uh, making assumptions makes an ass out of you and me. Um, I'm assuming that they suggest that you can use this little tray to put your chocolates in there, or you can put your jewelry in there. Uh, that's just what I'm assuming from the packaging. But it's cool, it's a nice idea. I like it, it's very cute, it's very cool. That's what we love about Japanese chocolate. So, there's two different flavors in the Van Houten Roasted Kobe lineup, and oh, not really two different flavors, two different types of chocolate. So you have the milk chocolate and then you have the dark chocolate. I'm a big fan of the dark chocolate. I'm a dark chocolate aficado, I love it. Dark chocolate is something special. Let's just read off the um, Google Translate from the website to see how good this goes. And already it's gone a little bit crazy. Here we go. Van Kuten cocoa powder was kneaded into mellow cacao roasted by our original method at a chocolate factory in Kobe. It is a bite-sized chocolate that takes a while to enjoy the rich flavor of chocolate and the lingering scent of cocoa. The deliciousness of an adult who can enjoy the gorgeous and deep flavor of condensed cacao. <laughs> ah, oh my god, I don't know what's going on here. That's crazy. So straight off the bat, I know we're talking about munchies here, Japanese candy and stuff, but yeah. So Van Hu Ten Cocoa has suddenly changed to Van Cow Van Van Kuten. Van Kuten. Cocoa. Powder. Right. Um, the rest of that, and then yeah, it goes from cocoa to cacao, and yeah. But that last line, man, that was the gold one. The deliciousness of an adult who can enjoy the gorgeous and deep flavor of condensed cacao. Imagine it. Uh, I'm an adult. I, I'm friends with lots of adults. I'm assuming you're an adult if you're listening to this podcast. I'm, I've, I've rarely met a delicious adult 
But um, each to their own. There is some delicious adults out there. We all have our personal choices. But anyway, so that's the Doco Munchies of this podcast. <laughs> the, the candy, the chocolate highlight for today. The um, Van Hooten Kakokoa from Glico. So keep your eyes peeled on the website, guys, because that will be up there, available. And I'm probably going to run with this and actually use the description from their website, from the Google Translate, to similar on my shop. I know I can't do it verbatim, word for word, but um, I'm going to go pretty close to what they're talking about. So, with that being said, this podcast is already, like, we've got Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We're already four days past our publishing date. I'm really sorry about that, so I'm just going to get this finished right now. Coming up next week, we're going to be featuring a little bit of music from my good friend Lance Hall over in Australia, Lance Halls. He's got this new band going called Fringe Mellow, and it's really cool. It's really mellow Aussie rap. It's, I like it. It's deep, meaningful, and powerful. So from next week on the podcast, we're going to be doing a feature-length uh, episode of some of the songs that he's been releasing. So stay tuned for that. Get ready to have your ears seared with good classic Aussie hip-hop from my main man, Lance Hall. So, shout out time, guys. Go check out Tokyo Munchies on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, uh, obviously, the uh, shop link as well. It's in the podcast description. They'll be up there. And as I've mentioned numerous times, we still can't ship it. Just go check it out just to see what's happening. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Post up some pics of Japanese candy if you've got any. Um, if you've got any questions for me, please feel free to message me via Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Any way you want to message me and get in contact and ask me about Japanese candy or you've got your experiences as a chef of Japanese candy, hit me up. Also go check out Events Hakuba. The link will be in the description. Events Hakuba is focused on supplying the great people like you around the world with what's happening in, a, in Hakuba, one of the most premier ski destinations in Japan, possibly the world, apart from Hokkaido and Niseko. Hakuba, if you're living in Tokyo, it's the place to go because it's so close and it's so awesome. Events Hakuba also has amazing product lineup, lots of awesome clothing, hats, stickers, phone cases and prints, go check them out, go check out my shop Tensaka Sports, my sports brand which I've launched um, from the ground up, it's an interesting beast, I'll do a podcast solely on Tensaka Sports in the near future so you can understand more about my company ethos, why I made it for and why I want to promote a healthy sports lifestyle across the board. And um, yeah, go check out Charles Nerd of a Phone podcast, Nerd of a Phone podcast from my good friend Charles. He is an absolute legend. I always have good time. Good, I have a lot of time for him. Bah, I'm just killing this shout out here, fumbling my words. So well, let's do that again. Go check out Nerd of a Phone podcast from my good friend Charles. He is an absolute legend, a very friendly guy. He's very formidable in his knowledge about Marvel and computer games and he's an interesting cat he has some interesting stuff on his podcast go check him out indieblastnetwork.com that's where our family is it's where all our group of podcasts are go check out indieblastnetwork.com if you want to see all of us together in one place and have easy access to a lot of different types of podcasts also the new one I mentioned a while back we're on Podknife now as well, so if you want to find our podcast easily and a wide variety of different podcasts, go check out Podknife. Um, what else do we have? 
uh, that is pretty much it. Um, yeah. With oh yeah, last one, Jody's. Jody's. He's <clears throat> this mad cat I met through Facebook. He's a cool dude. I really, really like him. I love his work. He's funny as. He's a independent stand-up comedian based in America, and he's ordered from me before in the past, but I had to cancel his order, refund him because the elephant in the room stopped all the shipping. But I met him randomly through Facebook, and we just started chatting, and I was checking out his comedy, and he was listening to my, this podcast, and he was loving it. I was loving his work. He's super stoked on Japan, Japanese stuff, and so he ordered from me. Really nice, like. It was a really nice connection, and I'm really sad that I couldn't actually send it. And it's not my fault, and it's not his fault, it's um, the elephant in the room's fault. But yeah, if you have a chance, get on Facebook and go check out Joe Dees. So J-O-E-D-E-E-Z, Joe Dees. He has some classic stand-up comedy up there. I'm loving his 8-bit stuff right now, it's gold. So go check that out. So with that being said, that is everything I need to cover today, and I just want to get this podcast posted for you cool cats around the world to get some Japanese ear candy in, and this is Carl from Tokyo Munchies signing off. If you got the munchies, then we got the munchies. TokyoMunchies.com, hoo-yah!